We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast, week 13 here. Dean, 7904 is uh, is back. That's me. Uh, thanks to uh, Will for filling in last week. I'm sure he filled in admirably. Uh, usual suspects are coming along with me. It's uh, Bobby Five. Bobby, how, uh, first of all, Bobby, how, uh, how, how did Will do it? I, I wasn't Wally Pipps. I heard on the Twitter machine that he, he did a very good job. So uh, awesome job. Thanks, Will. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I'm back to some people that are hoping we'll be back. I apologize. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we love you, Dean. Don't, don't, bring the, don't bring the self-negativity right off the bat like that. Like, come on. <laughs> we love you, Dean. We, we, Will, Will was great. We love Will. And he was terrific. You can't ask for a better fill-in. I'm sure it's going to happen for all of us at different points. He's a great guy. Did a great job. We were on, on to some good things really early in the week. And, uh, yeah, things were good. We missed you. We, we were happy to have you back, and we're ready for another week. I'm happy to be back. You know, Will, he probably – we had this awkward thing. Of, of, well, he, I, I uh, went on vacation, right? Went on vacation for a week, uh, hanging out with my brother. my brother. My brother was in Charleston, South Carolina, Daniel Island, South Carolina, and Will lives in the general vicinity of, like, very close to. And I contacted him. I'm like, hey, Will, let's hang out sometime because I'm going to be there for a whole week. And I had this thing to do on one night, this thing to do on another night, whatever. Like, I, I think I kind of blew him off a couple nights, and, like, I kind of left it at that. We never saw each other. I think this is my fault. I'm not sure. Will, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm a horrible person. So uh, it definitely sounds like it's your fault. It's absolutely <laughs> your fault. <laughs> I cannot blame anything on Will because he's like the nicest guy in the world. He's so a very nice first, guy. Yeah. From a first I, look perspective, like if on a first look podcast, that seems at first look. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think well, at one point he was trying to stick me with his kids to babysit, but I'm pretty sure he was joking. But uh, <laughs> I mean, no I one would leave you alone with kids, so. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely. He, he must. He loves his. <laughs> I had my nephews to keep me busy, man. That's a dude. That is a lot. Of, I don't know if you guys have kids or like you. You ever you play a, a? Yeah, you ever like even just babysit or whatever? But Grant, that is uh that's exhausting. Oh gosh, you yeah. I 
Oh man. Yeah. It, I, I'm staying at my buddy's place for the next month and he has a kid and they just have the kid straight up just ran up and down the hallway for 20 <laughs> minutes. Early. Like, Who does that? Stopped. like would run up and down, scream at me, then run up and down. And he never once stopped to take a breather. I walked down the hallway once and I have to sit on the stairs to catch my breath. What is the age where that becomes weird? Like, I don't know how, is he like six or seven or eight right now? What is that? You know, all of a sudden, He's like, two right just... now. Oh, okay. Maybe it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I was doing that weird stuff until I got fat, which was probably 13. Hey, it's good calisthenics. Maybe we should start doing it again. The both of us. Start just running. run up and down the other. We look like ridiculous people doing that like what yeah, Baker is Dean doing just running up and down I can see you doing that at RG headquarters what's where's Dean at he's running up and down the hallway oh what for we we honestly don't know we're too scared to ask I gotta get our reps in man <laughs> um all right we're gonna talk this late in just a second obviously we, we generally backload the nonsense we're gonna backload the nonsense once again on this podcast but out of curiosity, Bobby, how much was there a lot of nonsense? Uh, was it less? Was it more? As far as I, I don't know how much uh, you know, Will is when it comes to nonsense. It was it was much less nonsense, but there was oh. like even the nonsense there was some sense. So like there was always a sense <laughs> of sense, which was weird. <laughs> that is that your two cents? <laughs> That's my two cents. Oh my gosh! Well, downgrade the nonsense because I'm back. Uh, I'll upgrade it depending on your perspective, I suppose. But we try to backload it. We'll talk to. Of course, this is an early week uh, look. We look at it Monday night, right after the Monday football game. So we're basically, you know, not not a ton of research going down. This is the first look, our first thoughts, and we talk DraftKings specifically. Uh, no teams on buy, so we have a, you know big slates. Obviously, still we're talking the main slate only. So there's three games we're going to throw out. There's 16 games in total. We're throwing out New Orleans. We're throwing out Dallas. They're playing Thursday night. We're throwing out uh, the L.A. Chargers against Pittsburgh because they play Sunday night. Unfortunately, we can't uh, – we would just say play Eckler, right? I don't know what this price is, to be honest, but I'd imagine it's probably – 4700 Oh, boy. Yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> don't play – either don't play the Thursday through Monday slate. Eckler is. Oh, shoot. So if you want a free cash game piece, play the Thursday through Monday slate and play Eckler. <laughs> oh, that, that's a, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I haven't thought about that, just playing Thursday through Monday. But, yeah, for sure. Uh, who's the that who do, who's, who, Play the uh, other guy, too. I, I don't yeah. – they're, they're always going to use their second string. No, that's the way they, they run things. It's I just, think it, is it still Oliver? Like on, a, on a showdown slate, yeah, probably. Or I don't know if it's Oliver. I don't know. It's like, uh, I'm not sure. Whoever it is, anyway, on the showdown slate, play that guy. I think it's Marion Butts. I think that's who it is. I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's a funny Butts all day. All day. It looks like Justin Jackson was the guy that got uh, – <laughs> We also are not talking the Monday night game uh, Washington and Philadelphia, which is a good, a good thing because then you don't have to keep playing uh, – uh, the Philly quarterback has just been a disaster the last few weeks, of course, and people have been uh, rolling out there. All right, uh, main main slate, boys. Uh, Bobby, give me your over uh, your overview because again, it's a little bit overwhelming on a first look because it's thirteen games. Uh, we got the Rams back in an absolute smash spot against Detroit in the dome, which is are we on the turf? How much fun that is that going to be? Uh, the Chiefs against Oakland, fifteen point favorites on the road. Like, when do we ever see that road favorites of fifteen points in the NFL? Uh, don't see that very often. And then, of course, as always, you got to talk about Tampa. They're playing against Carolina. I mean, I think those are like, you know, it's Tampa, Carolina, at least Tampa quarterback. 
And then, you know, as far as your premium pieces, Bobby, uh, tell me I'm wrong. Where else are we looking, or is that kind of where you're holding it up? Well, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is that the Rams side of the Detroit game is is a trap. Like, it's that's oh. my first instinct. My first instinct is do not play the Rams. Um, the secondary receiver, whoever that may be, depending on who's healthy this week, um, whoever we want to call that, Josh Reynolds, like, that's who I would like, like a third, whatever receiver. That's who I would look at. Other than that, I'm really not going to mess around with the Rams. The, the Lions play slow. And oh, wait, 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 wait. Are, are we including Gurley? They do a pretty good job against the run. They actually did do a pretty, have done a pretty good job against the run outside of two weeks this season. Um, I forget the actual rushing numbers is because they've been behind a lot. I mean, they, they still haven't been great. They got snacks Harrison in and, and that's helped quite a bit, but like, they're still not great. They've been better. They've been better. better. I mean, I'm just saying like when on this kind of slate, like on a giant slate like this, like I don't want to play against a, a team that can like, ball control and like get six first downs on a possession that can grind out eight minute drives. Like, I don't want that. And that this is like the kind not eight minute, maybe long, but like six to seven minute drives for Detroit. I just don't really like want to mess with it. There's other games that are just offer a lot more. Okay. Now that's an interesting take. Uh, Grant, what was your thoughts as far as the Rams in general? By the way, uh, what the Rams coming off an amazing game against the Chiefs where the total points was like what? 105 or something goofy, something silly like that. And, the only Ram who did basically nothing, well, at least for, especially for his name brand, is Todd Gurley. Um, yeah, Grant, jump in here as far as your thoughts as far as the Rams side. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with Bobby when it comes to the receiving game. Like, I don't want to use Cooks that much. I don't want to use Woods that much. I don't want to use Josh Reynolds that much. I mean, we've seen multiple times this year where they just end up pounding the ball on the ground the entire time. We saw that KC game, and it turns out that uh, – Todd Gurley was essentially a decoy in it because of an ankle injury. But, yes, Detroit has been better against the run lately, and they can have sustained drives. But they're now without Marvin Jones for the rest of the season for sure. Um, a lot of those sustained drives have been a result of on Johnson, them switching to the run more, although LeGarrette Blunt did do a decent amount, but that's because they couldn't actually do too much against the Chicago defense. Um, I, I, I'm all aboard the Gurley train as I am. Every single week, man, how things have changed. And if you believe in Derek Carty's regression that he takes credit for. He's taking those victory laps on you. He's taking the last couple weeks on the Twitter machine. Yeah, three. Oh, yeah, look at what he's done the last three weeks, including one game against KC in the highest scoring game. Regression's coming. Yeah, he was injured, and he still averaged 25 points the two weeks before. If you're calling that regression, you're favors. Was but, he injured, though? I was, I was in the snaps. Yes. I thought the same thing watching the game, but he only missed, like, 12 snaps in the game. Yeah, so he only missed 12 snaps. He was out there as a decoy. I mean, Malcolm Brown, that's still more than okay. he normally does. Like, he, he was injured, and they were doing whatever they want in the passing game. It's not going to be like that probably again this entire season. Gurley will be heavily involved, and I really want Gurley in here. I'm not worried. I mean, we've seen it against teams like Seattle, who has long, sustained drives. Carolina, who has long, sustained drives. Like, you can still put up a decent amount of points. I, I'm all aboard Gurley. It depends on the ownership for me. Like, honestly, with Gurley specifically, if I find out for any reason that he's less than 20% owned, of course, jump all over it. But if he's going to be one of those 35 40% owned weeks, like, there's plenty of reasons to get off of it. All right, Bobby, lock him into cash. We agree on that? Of course. Of course. All right, all right then we're, they're on the same page then, yeah. You can fade at high ownership. By the way, uh, the other side in that game, as far as Detroit, the receiver, he's talking about Jones being done with the season. He was put on IR. Uh, Gallaudet, legit number one receiver, 6.7K. And, you know, I don't want to play Bruce Ellington, but, like, if they're not going to raise his play price, him. he plays basically every single play him. 
Well, I don't want to, but like he's the guy. He he helps me play Ty Gurley or the likes of Ty Gurley, basically. Play him, play him. So uh, is a keep to leave coming back this week? It's like it's like the perfect combination of everything. I think he's still doing. I'm not certain, but uh, I, I think they were bringing him back after the bye week. But I mean, the, the truth is, TJ Jones is probably going to win someone all the money because um, this is a team that gives up big plays and they can give them up to anyone. TJ Jones is more of a big play receiver than Ellington is. Um, but Ellington is going to get more like just opportunity, which could give him a chance at a big play. Like, I don't know. So I would side with Ellington, like in terms of logic, but TJ Jones, I just have a feeling. I'll take Andy Jones over TJ Jones. You call TJ Jones a big play player. I call him a no play player. TJ Jones. Really, so, 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 yeah. so let me, let me rephrase what you would imagine the potential of the sort of like the way people thought of, uh, Kendrick Bourne or Pettis. Hey, Pettis is an example. <laughs> Those are fun names to dissect too. Hey, these are guys. This, this is how you win tournaments, man. It's finding these guys, and you talk about situations where they're going to have to line up with three wide receiver sets, and all of a sudden, T.J. Jones and Bruce Ellington become a lot more interesting than they would normally. As does, of course, obviously Theo Riddick. Yeah, I mean, look, I like my running backs that run the ball. I mean, call me old-fashioned. I, I want catches, too, but, Yeah, you know, so you haven't played James White, special. buddy? That's worked out well. Say it again? So you haven't played James White this season, I'm assuming. Uh, not at all. I, I, I picked my spots with him, and, like, look, and I have, I have a, like, Chubb. I didn't play a ton of Chubb last week because I'm like, ah, he's not going to catch the ball. <laughs> yes, he will. He did catch. He does catch the ball. He I can know, catch the ball. They just happen to have a – they happen to have a yeah. pass catching back. He's very capable of catching the ball. He actually has more workload for the two downs that he plays every every set than mo- than most do uh, passing the ball wise. I'm still trying to block out last week. I'm just tilted because I just I did some things I never do and uh, like I never I Wait always spend up <laughs> I, I <laughs> my whole schedule was thrown off. I was on vacation. I, uh, I'm not looking for excuses, but yeah, I played. Well, I mean, I played Edwards and I played Adams like a ton, and like I, I spend up for, for for Beckham, and that you know didn't work out. And like in, in the old vacuum, we were talking about this for the show. In the vacuum, Edwards and Adams are both great. They hit the quote unquote value, but like when they hit their value, and then you know CMC and you know Barkley go absolutely insane. What that value means nothing now because there's an opportunity cost to that position that CMC and Barkley just absolutely smashed and. I did not have much of those guys, and I was fully tilted, and I'm still I'm getting flashbacks. I, we're moving on to week 13. It's a forward-thinking podcast for sure. Side note, uh, what do you think the odds are of DJ Augustine scoring 60 fantasy points in a game tonight? We're not talking <laughs> basketball. <laughs> this is the football podcast. Well, Dean got off on a whole little tangent. I figured I'm allowed that to was related no, to the was a, It was the same sport. It just was annoying. That's like saying, oh, well, Dean just punched someone. Well, that was his brother. You just punched a complete stranger. But what if the stranger I punched was his brother? Well, if he was being a dick, then you're probably fine. If my brother was being a dick, I'd give you permission to punch him. You know who was underrated in rugby? New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) They're new. by the way, that's that's not true. I, th- I think they're rated exactly where they should be. I think they're really good. Yeah, I, I, that's I don't know much about rugby to be See, honest. But I think that rugby is closer to football, Bobby. See, that's a team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right, so we we, we talked about Gurley, uh, McCaffrey, CMC. It's it's not a chase, right, Bobby? It's not a chase. The the place is still the play is still right. 
He had the double bonus on DK last week, like, by the way. I don't know how often that happens. Not too often as far as go over 100 when it comes to receiving yards, when it comes to rushing yards. Uh, do you know how many uh, plays he took off last week, Bobby? Guess zero. Uh, I don't. I would guess zero. Zero. He's on the field for every play. Workhorse. Yeah, it was a near must win, and now they're facing an actual must win. And so, I think the the, off, the defense are facing the Bucks. Are they good? Or, I think they're bad. I know defenses don't matter. Let's pretend for a second they do. The no, they do matter. People are idiots. I mean, the same um, brand couldn't. Even <laughs> I, I just want to say, like, the, the rest of the guys are just complete idiots. Like, it, I understand the overall concept, and from like an overarching point of view, like maybe that makes sense. But like overall, that's wrong, and no one actually acts as if that's true. Like they just say that thing all the time because it sounds like it's a cool thing to say. It's it's completely ridiculous. Defenses do matter because Tampa Bay's is so bad. How can you tell me it doesn't matter? They go on about how defenses don't matter, and then they go on about how it's a great play against Tampa Bay because their defense is so terrible. Like, how? What are you talking about? Sorry, Grant. Uh, the defenses matter, and you're ridiculous to think otherwise. Okay, well, with that in mind, uh, CMC Tampa Bay has Tampa? a ridiculously bad defense. And you're ridiculous. I mean, if Alex Smith can put up 13 points with a hobbled offense against them, then they must be bad. Um, but, I mean, Neil Manning just put up 38 points against them. They are terrible. They are horrible. They are so bad. And they're obviously not great against receiving running backs, which is plays out perfectly. I mean, we saw what McCaffrey did earlier on this season going up against Atlanta, which is the biggest uh, corresponding defense to Tampa Bay so far this year, at least early on they were. They've gotten a little bit better since. But, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense is bad. CMC is just a little bit overpriced, I think, is the problem when you're looking at things. You have Barkley there at 7,900. You have Kareem Hunt at 7,800. Like, that's $1,000 savings from both of those guys. One, Hunt's going up against Oakland, which we're talking about bad defenses. Yeah. Very bad defense. Barkley's going up a good defense, up against a good defense, but he's still Saquon Barkley. So I, I have a problem playing with Kareem or McCaffrey this week just because of what's around him, but he's by no means a bad play and he should smash. Just I think people are going to be all over him because of the 50-point game. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a, kind of my thought process is like, people are going to be chasing it, but like, it's not a chase if the play is still really, really good and the play is really, really good. But like you said, uh, Bobby, Kareem Hunt's $100 cheaper. No, I'm sorry, $1,000 cheaper than McCaffrey. Uh, Kansas City, it's just however they – this is like choose your own adventure. They get to choose however they want to score against Oakland, I think. Uh, they are a monster favor on the road in Oakland. 15-point uh, favor in a game that has a 56 total. Uh, I don't have my calculator in front of me, Grant. I, I'm not the former accountant. I can't figure out what the team total is on that off the dome, but it's high. For so, uh, Bobby, how much – Say it again. Did you say for KC? Yeah, it's a 56.25. Yeah, that seems – okay, so that's like what? Five touchdowns? No. Yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of field goals. Probably a combination of – I mean, it's only, it's only 11 field goals in the uh, same. It's <laughs> Cairo Santos still there? I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> kicker's names anymore. Lock in Santos. Uh, Bobby, uh, what, what are we doing here with Hunt? About wait with who? With Kareem. Kareem Hunt. That, after all that, that's what my answer was. Yeah, that was like a whole, like overarching. Like, I mean, 
How are, how am I going to answer a question about one running back when I can? Uh, name what, McCaffrey compared to Barkley or Hunt, like for the thousand. No, because you can only roster three. And Darn like, it, stay out. Barkley. Uh, the answer the, an, the answer is Barkley than Hunt. Barkley's Bar- a better player than Hunt. Barkley's a better player and player than Hunt is. So it just. By the way, not to cut you off, but you want this whole rant about defenses actually mattering. And then yes. Barkley's got a tough he's got a tough defense to face. Yeah, but these aren't comparable yeah. players. Like Russell Westbrook against the former Jazz, not the current Jazz, but like the Jazz what, that we Who's know. Russell Westbrook in the NFL? Stop bringing up NBA. Wait, wait, I'm just I'm giving a comp. Saquon Barkley is the equivalent of Russell Westbrook and Kareem Hunt. Why would you use something Russell like Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook or Eric Bledsoe? That's like a comp that's a comp that a lot of people we actually do this podcast for can probably relate to. All right, a better that comp is, is Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy being a terrible quarterback. Fair enough. Ryan Fitzpatrick Fair enough. being incredible. Colt McCoy being it's a like Agassi versus McEnroe. That's what I was thinking in my head. This um, is ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> Barkley's a legit top top two running back, top to, uh, top three in the NFL, but probably really top two, but there's situational stuff. Um, he's probably top two. Oh, he's super talented for sure. And like, it's I don't know how we're going to compare him. Cream. I know Kareem Hunt has a better matchup, but it, I just think I'm just going to take the better player at that price. I like Hunt too. That's yeah, fine. A better matchup, I, a better offense, a more a better game script. Like it's, everything. It's, it's all lineup builds though. Like Gurley is the safest, and with probably the most upside. Like the funniest part is people don't think he might be safe because he might have one down week. Trust me, he's the safest with the most upside. After that, you get into Barkley. And then you get into, in terms of upside, McCaffrey, then Hunt. And then you have a bunch of guys who are, like, way lower down that are probably better plays if you factor in pricing. I mean, we're going to have things open up, so, of course, you can probably afford these guys by the end of the week. But right now, I mean, I like these – I love these running backs, and if that doesn't open up, there's guys you can move down to in the 5K range. There's guys you can move down to in the 7K range, the 6K. There's guys at every level that I think are interesting. Well, you're talking about game script, but Barkley's game script proof for what it's worth. But, like, you just don't want to be a blown out. Like, so we're like, he's just, you know, off the field. They are getting, they're hardly going to get blown out at home. Like, come on, man. Even if they get blown out at home, he's still going to get a ton of work in that blowout at home. He should. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's involved in the pass game, catching game. He's involved in the run game. They'll still run it with him when they're down because Eli Manning is terrible. Like, the only way he doesn't get 20 is if he gets hurt. That's probably the only way. We have spent so much time on Barkley. Well, he's let's talk uh, about other running backs. Uh, well, you're talking about spending down uh, Aaron Jones' smash spot against Arizona, right? Like, it, it, He's priced up to 6.7K. I don't know if we've seen him as expensive uh, the entire season. I don't believe we have. But the spot against Arizona, I know the Packers kind of just – they essentially have been eliminated from the, the, the playoffs more or less. Maybe they can run the table. But I don't know, Grant. Talk to me about the mid-tier. I think Aaron Jones is pretty interesting. I still don't know if I can get there. You can only roster three of these dudes. And it might be a jam in kind of week for me. Get like two of the studs and just kind of figure it out from there. I mean, it, it's interesting, so – Wish we had Fournette, but obviously that ain't happening. There's Nick Chubb, who's a great play. The problem is he has a tough matchup versus a Houston, a pretty good Houston run defense, I would say. Uh, Aaron Jones has a matchup against an underrated Arizona defense that I think they can keep the game moderately close. I might be the only person on earth who thinks that, but uh, the game script does play out that they should be up big, and Aaron Jones is getting a heavy complement of carries later on in the game. Uh, you have Dalvin Cook, who's back in the offense, could be fine. 
We have an interesting New England uh, running back game now with Burkhead coming back in and with Michelle being healthy. Um, Leave it alone. And, don't touch it. Yeah, I, don't, I think I, it's a mess. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a stay away too. But I think my favorite in this range is Brita. Uh, 5,800. I called it. Yeah, you should have called it because you, you're a smart guy and you know this. Um, Brita's very good. He's the main guy in that offense. Um, this divisional game, so although there is – what is the spread? The spread's currently at 10. Um, it'll stay closer than that, especially if – what 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 just happened? Oh, nothing. I just I just moved my headset. Classic Bobby. <laughs> um, but British should be heavily involved no matter what. He's a very good, very good, very talented running back. I mean, he just put up twenty points last week and he didn't get a touchdown. Like that's how good he is. Uh, the offense should have Goodwin back. Can I just uh, can I point out with Brita my issue? I was looking at this as far as the snap count last week. And uh, 64 total snap for, snaps for San Francisco. Uh, check had 38 snaps. Brita had 31. And a person named Jeff Wilson Jr. at 25. Yeah, that's, it was because, Jeff- that's because of the game flow. That's entirely because of the way that they were getting smoked. And it completely changed the entire game script. Early on in the game, I bet you if you looked at those, they were almost always him getting two out of three carry, two out of three uh, every time really. He's a great Six of the seven carries, I believe, were in the – Fourth quarter, not Brita, the James Jones. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's it's completely a weird fluky stat. Don't yeah, let don't those things play basketball for the Heat. <laughs> Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> no, he's not playing basketball. He's no. you mean like the Lakers? Is that what you meant? No, you know, no, like, I think he got a title with LeBron. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he banging those threes with LeBron? I think James Jones was a wide receiver for the Packers. Oh, that, I think there's two James Jones. James Jones was the wide receiver for the Packers. James Johnson is the neck tat. And James Jones did show <laughs> and Celtics. And the famous Jack Jackson was – I don't want to talk about him as a Laker person. That was my reference. Maybe too far next level. But, all right, let's keep moving on. <laughs> it's a popular name. I think it's more than one James Jones. <laughs> there's, there's so many good running backs. I want to play 74 running backs. Who, we, who are you going with at the bottom of you can play five or something. I want to play like 19. There's so well, many. Here's games. the conversation at the bottom. Yeah, I'm asking about the bottom. You got to look at Indy Jacksonville game. By the way, it is worth noting. We're recording this on a Monday night. Uh, Fournette is uh, currently suspended, but he's appealing his suspension. Uh, I, I saw a thing where like they might find out by Wednesday, but under the assumption that Fournette is suspended. Yeah, he's not uh, winning that battle. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. Like three, three. Yeah, it's probably not happening. Um, and I'm, I'm sure his agent told me, you know, probably for money reasons, well, I guess you lose the salary for the game. You just have to automatically appeal it, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, then all of a sudden, Yeldon and Hyde, are, are they interesting, Bobby? And uh, if you're going to pick one of those two, if something four nights out, who we are? Neither. There's too many good running backs. We don't need to get into any of this nonsense. Like, so, until we hear something about one of them taking over, I, w- I could understand making an argument for either one. But can I finish hey, my – Hey, tell me, me finish- Sorry. I haven't got to talk about running backs at all. I want to talk about running backs. You spent 20 minutes on Saquon. You did a whole thing about Kareem Hunt. And you spent 15 minutes on NBA. We are kidding. On the the other running backs, which is why it doesn't matter. Talk about running backs. Go ahead. Gus Edwards, Lamar Miller, Theo Riddick, uh, Philip Lindsay, by the way, one of the most obvious plays of the day. Um, uh, Breda, obviously. Those are terrible. There's like you just take 
there's so many good guys in so many good spots that you, you don't need to pay for running backs. You can, you don't need to. It depends on what happens with wide receiver. But like, honestly, like we could pay up for some great running backs, but there's guys you can pay down for that. Like Kenyon Drake is another one too, by the way, who everyone, this was a guy who I played in all my like afternoon. I never play afternoon slates, but I was like, okay, I'll just load up on him. Cause I just, I think I made a mistake by not putting him more in, in more of my lineups. And he actually has like huge potential at this price. So Lamar Miller, same thing. Um, I know these aren't the funnest names. Isn't Gore world. getting the ball more than Drake still? Who? Isn't Gore getting more run than Drake these days? Like still? Drake gets all the Drake gets all the the passing game that which is what matters to me. And he's a big he's the bigger play back, obviously. Like even I don't care exactly how much he gets. Like at forty six hundred, I'm I'm willing to take shots on guys with like two three touchdown upside. Like, I mean, <clears throat> who can break that many plays? Um, but I mean, fine if you don't like him. Lamar Miller is the same price. Lamar Miller is getting the full workload against the Cleveland team that's been getting just gashed lately. I told you about Theo Riddick and just how much they're going to have to throw it against the Rams. Gus Edwards against Atlanta. Come on, guys, let's get on board with this Gus Edwards train. I mean, even LaShawn McCoy against against Miami. These are all good plays. Like this, there's a no. I tried to make McCoy happen last week. That's it. I'm out. No, just because it didn't it it didn't work one time. You're out. Overall strategy, Dean. It works well. I'm still wishing. <laughs> How often does LeSean McCoy work this week or this year? You know, it worked for it. Worked the week before against the Jets. Did you I didn't play that week, so that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh, so since Dean was out of town, LeSean McCoy actually didn't play one Guys, guys, I, I I really like Jacksonville's running backs. If you didn't know, did you know that? Yeah. So Yeldon versus Hyde. Go. No, uh, I like Hyde better, although it should be noted that Indy allows a ridiculous amount of receiving work to opposing running backs. But Hyde, like Dean mentioned before the show, Hyde snap count compared to Yeldon snap count uh, when Fournette went out or I think for the entire game. But this offense is predicated on a run-first attitude, and it's probably going to continue to be that way uh, with Kessler now in it. Hyde is the guy that can go in there. And- Condolences, Grant, by the way. Solitary tier for uh, your boy Blake Bortles. Uh, it's been a rough week for UCF quarterbacks all around. But, uh, you know, are you sad that Bortles? This is proof that the NFL is stupid. Bortles and Fitzpatrick are on the bench right now. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Two greatest QBs in the league, and they're both on the bench. But in any case, Carlos Hyde, 3,300 for a guy that could potentially just step in and, for the most part, take the Leonard Fournette rule. Um, he could end up with 25 carries in this game. I would not be surprised. He's a very good running back that's very underrated. He will get a little bit heavier involved in the receiving game, I think. Um, like, he should have the playbook mostly or decently known right now. I mean, this is strictly a GPP play. I don't know if you can – He looked pretty good, by the way, the other day. After, after uh, what's his name was out, he did look pretty good. This is a guy that was starting over Chubb in Cleveland. Yeah, but that was – that was ridiculous. I mean, there was a lot of ridiculous. Well, that's Cleveland. They, they make terrible decisions. And they've been winning every game since. So maybe that's not the best example. But I do I do agree overall with Hyde about him being talented. This is a guy that was starting over Brita over in San Fran. No, I know. Yeah, and then they traded him because they like Brita so much. So like, this is these are not the best examples, but I get your point. Like, he is too talented to be this price. I'm just worried it's going to be a shared workload, and there's plenty of running backs a 1,000 higher that people are going to overlook where they'll overreact to Hyde and have 20% of him where they're going to miss the guys at 46 to 6,000 to 58 that are going to be much lower on. That's, that's my thinking. 
I agree with you. I just 3-3, by the way. He's 3.3K, Yeldon's 4.4K. And as far as a snap count last week, Yeldon had 27 snaps and Hyatt had nine. But, like, you know, if you're going to throw a dart at Hyatt, I, I, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong at 3.3K. And I agree. They're going to want to run the ball as much as possible with uh, just, I mean, Bortles and you know, Kessler, uh, whoever. <laughs> it's a disaster at quarterback there for Jacksonville. They're just playing up the string. You guys uh, mentioned as far as Atlanta, Edwards, uh, are we at all concerned if uh, Collins comes back? He, I don't know if he was a healthy scratch, but he was—he didn't play, but he did practice on Friday. He was—he was—it uh, it was an injury, and they were okay. going—they—they they were going more with Gus uh, the week before. Like he, Gus is the guy in that offense. Okay, but he's facing Atlanta, Grant. Atlanta, we oh Atlanta running backs to catch the ball. Gus has uh, one catch on the entire season. One entirely game, entirely game flow dependent. Entirely game flow. They were running who's, the ball from ahead, way ahead the whole time. Yeah. Who and who's who's the who's the quarterback the last two weeks, Dan? Dan. Yeah. Well, is it not going to be Lamar again? It could be, know. but uh, it will be. It's going to be. It's going to be, but it's still going to be read option, which is going to be sometimes going to be like they're going to play wild. They're going to run wild. They're going to run the same stuff they've been running, and he's going to end up with some chances to catch the ball. I'm not saying he will, or they just didn't utilize him because they didn't need to that way. Guys, we've been talking about running backs, running backs by the way. I don't think you guys know this. We're almost done. <laughs> we talked running backs the entire it's where, time. It's where you make your money at these days. All right. Well, let's yeah. go to the quarterback real quick. Well, well, not the entire. We got we to gotta save some. You know, we like to keep it about an hour or so. And we got about uh, 22 minutes and change, 23 minutes and change. Or so <laughs> kind of, it's plenty of time. Uh, Grant, you wanted to talk about, I believe Cam Newton was the guy you're uh, on as far as quarterbacks. Um, he's going against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not very good. The spread is set at three and a half points here. Um, sure. Like, I I haven't looked into Tampa Bay versus running quarterbacks too much because there's never a big enough sample size. But I assume with how bad they are everywhere else, it'll play perfectly at Cam Newton. He's 6,600, which is a 1,000 cheaper than Mahomes, which is silly to me. There isn't that much value at quarterback. Cam's got to be the number one guy, right? Uh, I mean, you I can agree. make the argument for for Winston the other side. Just no. like a quarterback. No, you just that, you, you can absolutely make the argument for Winston on the other side. Carolina has won the like. I'll tell always. you why you can't. Because if he throws three interceptions, he's and out. Of the they're, not, they're done with the hokey pokey. That's done. It just happened a week ago. What the hell's the matter with you? They QB change every three weeks. They QB change every time somebody throws three interceptions in the first half. With Jameis Winston, I'm certainly not ruling that out. Anyway, if you want to compare Jameis Winston as a play with Cam Newton. No, no, I didn't compare it. I was just saying this is another option. It's a podcast. We talk with one player. Yeah, okay. Well, to me, I agreed with Grant's initial statement that Cam Newton was the obvious play. We haven't seen this where Mahomes is what the number one quarterback is a thousand dollars more than the number two quarterback. We haven't seen that all year. It's like these prices have been condensed. You know, uh, Mahomes in Kansas City should absolutely shellac. Oakland and like, do whatever they want. I feel like Bobby that people are probably going to shy away from Mahomes because they'll say the same exact thing that Grant said, which may be true. Like we can get the same production from Cam for a thousand dollars cheaper. We can work down to a guy like um, like Winston. Uh, you know, there's obviously already like Kirk Cousins for 5.5k if you want to like punt or something like that against uh, against New England. I don't know if anybody's playing the likes of like Jeff Driscoll. He's like four four or four five. Uh, well, what's your take here, Bobby, as far as uh, quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I love Kirk Cousins and I love 
uh, Tom Brady. I, I like that game a lot. I think that just these prices are a joke and these defenses have been a joke, especially New England. They're really slow on defense, really are. And Minnesota is going to eat them alive, which is going to force them to be to go crazy. This game is going to be a blowout. Bet the over, whatever it ends up being. It's still Monday night. We don't know yet. I don't have it in front of me anyway. I'm seeing it at 48 and a half for what it's worth. Yeah, over which for is sure. Silly. Over. Um, it's just – it's a great, great potential, like, game script for both receivers in Minnesota. And <laughs> – even the tight end in Rudolph, like I feel like they could go nuts here. I like so I'm gonna I'm gonna take both the both the quarterbacks in this game. Like if they're gonna be putting pressure on New England, like New England's gonna come right back at them. Like I like both those quarterbacks, but Cam is my favorite. Like at first glance, but these are the next the next two that I, yeah. I'm like locked into. Along with like I don't care who he's playing against. I think they've also quit on the season. I just think that at some point you just go like, okay, this guy's doing it every week. We just play him. And that's Andrew Luck. Luck? Yeah. It's but just, we're good. Defenses don't matter. It's a, no, but it's, no, but their defense really doesn't matter. I mean, what the defense they play right now, like they genuinely doesn't matter. They're, they're bad. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. And also, like, Jared Goff in a dome. It's, it's not, I mean, I love the plays in the dome uh, this time of year. And they're playing the Lions, who are pretty dreadful, too. And I know you talked about the Lions being slow. but And, you know, it's hard to predict who's going to get the touchdowns for the Rams. You get so many options. But just get the quarterback, uh, I think he's a pretty safe play as well. Uh, is there anybody we missed? Uh, anybody that's worth talking about? I mean, are we, using, are we using Driscoll or are we using who else? Uh, <laughs> no, like, we don't need to play these, like, nonsense people. When What's Driscoll priced at? Four, it doesn't matter. He could, be four, he, he could be free. He's got if he was free, you'd play him. Of course, you play him. He's free. Yeah, you have both of them at forty five hundred. I'll, I'll I'll take a shot on both of them, and then I'll regret it immediately after lock. I don't know. Well, if maybe PJ Green's playing. Maybe I don't know. Is Green potentially coming back this week? Uh, yeah, he he almost came back last week, so it's pop, definitely in the cards there. And I mean, looking at Driscoll's numbers while he was in the game, he put up seventeen. He, he can run a little bit, I believe. Yeah, he put up 17 points uh, in, I think, less than a half. So, against the, against? <laughs> uh, the Browns, the number one DVOA pass defense. Yeah, what was the score of the game? 35 to 20. 35 to 7. <laughs> no, at the end of the game was 35 to 20 because Driscoll's the better quarterback. Okay, great, man. <laughs> you can go play all the Driscoll you want and tell me that's a positive EV investment. I haven't it, seen one – not, not We're this talking year. about how much we want to pay up this for year? I think it's viable to play Driscoll. Okay. Well, not one, not one of these little nonsensical quarterbacks is winning anybody anything. Like we just come on. Oh, wait, I'll play Driscoll over Kessler if anybody wants to make that wager. <laughs> Why are we I talking mean, about Kessler? Because <laughs> they're forty five hundred. We have to talk about things, Bobby. <laughs> All right, let's move on to wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady's fifty eight hundred. Tom Brady isn't going to come close to he's that range. 
He's not 28%. He's his, Washington Brady is still t- better than 28%. <laughs> I will take Andrew Luck, Mitchell Trubrisky, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, all lower priced than him. All of them are going to outscore Tom Brady. Yeah, I like I like Cousins. That's my that's my main one. Yeah, I like all four of them better than I like. Don't play Brady. They're they're going to be a run first team with Burkhead back. <laughs> yeah, Burkhead. I don't know how running, much Burkhead's going to be playing. Burkhead's a pass catching back. I know he's a pass catching back, but now they can rotate the running backs. They run with Sony Michelle when he's healthy. Oh, I just bunch. had to say the idiot thing for what the guy said about us on the thing. Sorry, I didn't really want to call you an idiot. You're my friend. You can call me an idiot. Sometimes I'm an idiot. Somebody stand, by your, stand by your insults. When I call demon <laughs> a dummy, I, I, I stand by it. Right. I'm not arguing. Um, <laughs> so receivers, guys. Uh, let, let's get some quick hits as far as receivers. I, again, I think the, you want to spend up a running – first look, I want to spend up on a couple of running backs. If I can get three, that'd be amazing. Uh, but for sure I want two. At least that's my first look, and that means I'm going to have to get some cheapies as far as receivers. But, Bobby, hypothetically, if you have all the money in the world, uh, who's your favorite expensive receiver? Um, t- my favorite expensive receiver is, like, a little bit tougher because I was looking more mid-rangey for the most okay. part. But – You have one? Well, I, I, I don't like who I'm going to say because it always burns me, but I'm going to go right back to it. Um. I like well. I like Josh Gordon. I like Gordon Thielen and Diggs. I like that combination of those three. I'm going to put a mm-hmm. group in on my script and have those three grouped together all over the place. But then um, you can't pay up for running backs like you want to. I don't need to though because I just named about Carlos 15. Carlos welcome to the squad. <laughs> I didn't name him. I named I named Philip Lindsay. I named I named Lamar Miller. I named. I, I know you don't have to rename it. Keep going. <laughs> okay, I told Lamar Miller ran for a ninety-seven yard touchdown. I, I actually saw the video. Of, I think it was Doctor. That didn't, that didn't really happen, did it? Ninety-seven yard touchdown for Lamar Miller. Dude, he's got three twenty-five point games in the last. He's on five fire. Weeks. I just was a, a couple weeks off with him. Like I literally had this whole thing nailed this season on Lamar Miller, and I just was a few weeks off. But anyway, forget that. Let's move past that. Um, Julio Jones is way too cheap. Oh, classic Bobby. No, I mean, he just – he puts up 20-plus points in every matchup, and then there's always upside, of course. So you play him. Like, he's got the Saquon Barkley discount, a tough matchup. So there, he gets a slight, he gets like a slight yeah, discount. It's nonsense when it comes to the guys this good. So that's where I'm looking other than the Minnesota-New England situation. Um, again, I, I sort of like Josh Reynolds um, as the third receiver. I like Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. I like every single offensive player. Lindsay, I said in that game already against Cincinnati. Um, and then I like the Carolina receivers. I like Moore and I like Samuel. Samuel. And Has Carl Sutton never once paid off his asking for – I'm talking about college. I'm talking about high school. Is one, he ever, I, 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 haven't, I haven't played Court and Sutton. This is a, a, a – This is not me. I'm just going to put that aside. But I played him once before. But, like, people play him. But, like, this is not – I haven't understood why they've been doing it so much. But, like – this is a this is a good time to do it. <laughs> um, if there was a time to play him, this is, it's Denver receivers. Anyway, against against the Cincinnati defense, everybody against the Cincinnati defense is the answer. And then there's, I mean, there's a load of like. I just don't think you need to pay. I'm not incredibly in love with the the high end. I think I'm going to end up with a more middling ish lineup this week actually because I like the mid tier better than I like the high end, and I'm not like. I'm not nearly as in love with wide receiver as I am with running back. Um, What's I like your the role Carolina role from the grant? Um, I love Th- Thielen's my favorite at the top. Like, I really like Mike Evans too, just because of the upside that he has with Winston in that offense and 
just Tampa Bay offense at any given time. He could put up 30. He could put up 15. Like, people are saying they've had a few down games. One of those games he had 10 targets. So, I'm not really expecting him to ever have a low – or have a low floor for the rest of the season here. Um, I mean, I'm fine with a lot of these guys. OBJ, I'm not going to argue with that. Devontae Adams, I'm not going to argue with that, although he's getting Peters in defense, and I'm fairly high on the Arizona defense. But Rogers is going to force him. I don't know if I can go with 9,100 for Tyreek Hill, but I will have at least one Tyreek Mahomes stack. Julio Jones, I mean, I hate playing him, but that price is too cheap for him. I will have a bit of him. Uh, Galladay is one of the guys that stands out the most if Tlaib's not back in the offense. I mean, these Rams cornerbacks aren't fantastic by any means. Galladay should – like, he had a terrible game versus Chicago, but Chicago's a very good defense. Going up against the Rams, like, Galladay should be back to the 14, 15 targets he was getting before when – or the rest of the games without Marvin Jones and Golden Tate there. Uh, Hilton's price tag at 6K is too cheap. Right there with Bobby. Love Josh Gordon. Um, both Samuel and DJ Moore, if uh, Funches is out again, are fantastic plays against Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, if I haven't already mentioned before. DJ Moore is the number one regardless, by the way, I'm telling you. I've been watching that team. He's the number one receiver. Yeah, yeah, and I'll definitely use him. But if uh, Funches is out again, then both Samuel and DJ Moore will be even heavier. Yeah. Ball. Torrey Smith came back last week, and he, he, only, he barely played any snaps. Samuel was the clear number two receiver. I think he played at least 80% of the snaps. And uh, Funches might come back to muck it up a little bit, but assuming Funches is out once again, uh, Samuel's price at 3-9 versus Tampa is one of my favorite cheapies. It sounds like you guys agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. by the way, off the board one that I've said so many times this season <laughs> that I hate myself for. That this last I know week, you're going to say. I know. Who's going to say? Then. Who am I going to say, Bobby? Adam Humphreys. Huh? Is it a Jets receiver? Yep. Robbie Anderson. No, Jermaine Curse. Um, Oh, no, you got the wrong one. It's Robbie Anderson, not Jermaine Curse. uh, If McCown's starting, it's it's Jermaine Curse. If Darnold is starting, then it's Robbie Anderson. McCown loves Jermaine Curse. Like, all the things that happened with Robbie Anderson last year were largely with the other quarterback. I still don't mind Robbie Anderson at all. He's still – too cheap here and I still really like him but Jermaine Curse is a guy that's targeted heavily by McCown and this is the yeah. first I actually had a McCown uh double wide receiver stack in one of my lineups and paid up for running back and <laughs> I left out Curse like a dummy for the first time this entire season but he's a guy that could and then obviously we already talked about Ellington and it looks like Marcel Aitman could be heavily involved in the Oakland offense it's going to be throwing a lot later on in the game because they will be down huge. Like, that's just – we all know that's going to happen, but they still have a plenty, 20 implied total here. So, Aitman's only well, 300. I know we don't talk defenses in the pod. Like, maybe about a second or so uh, is the quota for each week. But you guys mentioned uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I like the old double dip. Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are really cheap at 2.5K. That seems like a fun uh, – you know, have we had a Tyreek touchdown uh, as far as like a punt or kickoff this year? I don't think no, those are always overhyped. They, they, they rarely ever pay off. Yeah, but it's fun to say double dip. It's got a good marketing off. strategy. I mean, yeah, but realistically, it, it's just it, – it correlates, but the correlation isn't that big. Yeah, it's, but, again, it, you have – you like there's some value to saying double dip. It's so, like playing – Wait. Like the second week she played DFS, she had a real sweat for the millionaire. She played like two lineups, and I was like helping her with her lineups. And she 
She had a uh, Darren Sproles and Eagles defense combo. <laughs> and Darren Sproles, like, catches, like, a 40-yard pass for a touchdown, like this little screen pass. The next play, they kick off. Darren Sproles runs it back, and he ran back a punt in the same game. I think it was he ran back a punt. Oh, no, yeah, the defense scored separately or something like that. It was a huge thing against Carolina a couple. Anyway, so she didn't quite win it, but she came close. And that was, that was about the most fun I remember one of those kind of sweats being. I don't think they're fun anymore. By the way, Dean, we did talk about defenses for a good 10 minutes last week. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh, man, I should have listened in. I would have been so excited. No, that's unfortunate. Um, okay, so tight ends. Like, Tell me how we don't play Eric Eber on this week. Yeah, uh, George Kittle's still a thing. I don't, I don't know why you would play Eric Ebron. I'm not, I'm not trying to understand why that's – Doyle's out. Doyle's out. He's got a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play Mo Alley. Let's play Mo Alley, baby. No. <laughs> you always want to play the next guy. Why not the guy in front of the guy? Because, because <laughs> Andrew Luck doesn't care. He's going to throw it to four different tight ends that we haven't heard of before. Yeah. Okay. Here's the line. Andrew Luck, 350 yards passing. Four touchdown passes to four tight ends we haven't heard of before. <laughs> Eric Ebron, zero, zero catches, five targets. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, zero catches, two targets. That's it. And then it's going to be four other tight ends. Eric Ebron has 11 touchdowns on the season, most of which, other than that three-touchdown game, are no, – He makes a lot of sense without Doyle. I, I completely get it. I was just sort of messing around. Yeah, although – You know that three-touchdown game was against Grant? Um, Jacksonville? Yeah. He actually yeah. ran one in, too. Which, that's yeah, the, I remember. I played all the Doyle. Well, but you just play Greg Olson. <laughs> hey, this is for a cash game brain. Of course, you don't play Ebron in tournaments because, you know, like, like Bobby was Hey, talking. Bobby, why do we play Greg Olson? Because he's playing Tampa Bay. Yeah, how did Kittle do last week? He had how many targets did he have? He had, like, 11 targets. He had guy, 12, not his... 12 to 14 targets. Was that yeah. a rhetorical question? Because that's not a scoreboard point. He, yeah, he's, he, he, he yeah. sailed like four passes on him, threw a pick on one that he would have had a touchdown on. Like there, there was a lot of opportunity there for Kittle. It just was terrible quarterbacking. This is a better quarterback. This is happening. Chris Mullen had a rough day. Uh, any other tight ends you guys – I mean, Gronk is still super cheap. And Greg Olson. You know, okay. Greg Olson versus Tampa Bay. He brought – So many people got let down by Kittle last week. I will absolutely play him this week, even though Seattle's been good against the Titans. Cook is going to go off, too. Olsen and Cook. I mean, we could also go Kelsey at 7K. But yeah. A little bit tough to do. We mentioned you still Rudolph. need to do it. Like, I just, I'm not going to go crazy on that. Offense is going to win this game just, like, in a first – whatever. I don't know. I just, I'm not going to do it. Cameron Brock was on the field a ton last week, by the way. It wasn't – he was uh, injured. Uh, they didn't show it in the snap count. He was on there for a, a nice uh, 69 snaps, so – He's a great uh, offensive lineman, and then when they decide to throw it, which is crazy because, like, when they dial into him, they're just, like, locked in. Like, he so, just – four of those targets were, like, in a row. <laughs> I need you know, to go – I, I think he passed blocked four times. I was looking at the numbers, and uh, he ran, like, like 20 to 25 routes or so or something. No, no, no. I'm just kidding because I'm just saying, like, when he was in there, like, every time they threw it to him, it was, like, in a row. Like, he had seven targets. I would have thought he had 30 if I watched the game. Like, it felt like they threw it to him every time, but it was just because they were consecutive. So – what do you guys think about – I need to go back and look at the tape and see what Driscoll did, but um, C.J. Ozoma uh, has no. targets. Yeah. yeah. Not going there. He's 3,400 going up against Denver, who's tough on the outside. Ozoma could do something at 3,400. I'm just throwing out there. Also, great. Everyone that got – Great for sure. For sure, great. 
Yeah. But uh, I don't think you guys know Hewerman's knocked out, too. He's 86 as well. He's done with the season. For so I think Carolina has given up more touchdowns this year, I think, to tight ends than any other yeah, yeah, team in the absolutely. league. And Brady is better. How about, how about Kyle Rudolph? Like, at a ridiculous 3,600 against the New England team, it's been awful over the middle. Like, yeah. No, he hasn't had a big game. Like, this is what you bet on, though. People say, oh, he hasn't shown it yet. He hasn't shown it yet. Neither did, neither did Ryan DiArch. I can't ever pronounce it right. Until are you doing, oh, you doing Ryan? Are you doing Diakono for the Bulls? What are we? Archie Diakono. stroke? Do you smell burnt toast, Bobby? Archie Diakono. Ryan Archie Diakono. I'm just saying, ceiling games come when they come. Wait, did you just mention – stop mentioning basketball. Oh, gosh. People – Hey, Grant, newsflash for you and Dean. People who listen to this podcast also pay attention to basketball. Yeah, newsflash to you, Bobby. People have a basketball podcast to pay attention to when they want to hear about basketball. I, I kept playing out Monday until finally he, did, he scored four touchdowns that one game for Polk High, and it was, uh, it was amazing. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Was that married with <laughs> he children? He was clutching that game. He was big. <laughs> well, it, it was a good matchup. Uh, he was playing – I don't know if they played against him. But, uh, all right, that's tight ends, uh, unless there's anything else. I think that's, that's kind of our overall assessment. Uh, Bobby, you know, first look, what do you have as far as a, like a, a team stack you might be holding in on, maybe a correlation play, game stack? What do you have? So I just want to talk about Dwight Howard for a little bit. No, no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a good rest. That was a good rest there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I actually got myself a little bit with that one. Um, <laughs> I like Carolina and Tampa Bay a lot, um, obviously. But there's a lot of ways you can get off the chalk in this. Like, even if Funches is back, if DJ Moore goes under-owned, I'm going to keep going back to the well, not just because he made me a ton of money the week Dean was off, by the way. But he's been – There you go. Um, I think that that the New England-Minnesota game is also, like, you just play those passing games and hope. And I think that that's a reasonable hope, and you could, you'll tell you'll know pretty quickly. And even if you don't know, like I just like there's so many outs in that game. Like you just keep you just play all of that passing game, and you're gonna have good results. Like one out of three times, and when it hits, like you're gonna get these guys so far under owned. Like Gordon, I don't think he'll be owned. He was like three percent, four percent owned this last week. Maybe a little bit higher. Fifty nine hundred against Minnesota has been skeptical, but like. I don't know, man. I just think that's a really good spot for a pass for teams that can be pass happy and be really, really good controlling the game through the air on a PPR side. So I love that game. Seattle played Carolina last week, and uh, I wanted to play DJ Moore. And I clicked on that game, and I clicked on Moore, and I ended up playing David Moore by accident. And it worked out. Yeah, you got a touchdown. <laughs> You missed that part on the last show. Is that what I, I built that lineup and I said you play the Moors and I said it on every show I was on this week. Play them, play both Moors together in the same same game. Grant, what's your correlation play? I mean, it's probably going to be Cousins and his wide receivers. Um, either that or Cam. You can like go with him and any of his cheap wide receivers, or both. It punches out both him and Daniel or Samuels. Um, but the obvious one that we all completely agree on is Driscoll with Uzoma. Yeah, that's what I've got. <laughs> Stack all the Driscoll and Uzoma, pay up at running back, and you win all the money. It costs like 3500 to get both of them in your lineup, something like that. It's I think they pay you 3500 to get both of them in your lineup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tweets or consequences, uh, the week I left, I think we all smashed, right? I think I, I had Hilton 
Bobby, I don't remember. I think all three of us did really well. So yeah, I yeah, I had go in there. Yeah, and I had. I'll leave crust. So there you go, victory lap for us. Uh, I wasn't here last week. Uh, what went down? Tell me, like I, I lost. Cars. I was on Carson, and then I went down to Penny to be more bold because I had to tweet out next week, anyways. But yeah, yeah. I lost. So Dean didn't figure out a tweet in time because I didn't well, tell. I him. was just told this week until the, show, until the it? start of the show. My bad. My B. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, he's got to figure one out that we would don't even announce on air. So I'm going to seem even more ridiculous when I tweet it out. But yeah, um, um, we got to have who a bold we, call who this, we this week. Um, Bobby, who do you, who do you have? What, what was it? Bobby on Driscoll? for dollar running backs? Yep, Carlos Hyde. I'm taking Carlos Hyde. It's kind oh, of a What are okay. you, what are That's you, good. what are you crumpling up there, Bobby? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, <it's> notes. <laughs> My notes from the show that Grant's, Grant's an idiot, apparently. He <laughs> <laughs> just wrote in big yeah. letters and circled four times, Grant's an idiot. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I'll, t- I'll take the cash game play of this situation, which is really weird to say this. Lamar Miller. Oh, wait, wait no. Lamar Miller's not a cash game play, is he? I mean, at 4,600, he may be. How much is he? 4,600 versus he's the safest. I mean, in, in, if we're going point per dollar in a three-man thing, he's probably the safest at a really low price I can go for with upside. Yeah. And if we're going to do dollar for dollar, it's a little tricky when you have to pick the guys up top because – yeah, yeah, go ahead, pick Gurley. Then when Hyde gets 14 points, Gurley has to go for 50. <laughs> uh, there's more strat- There's a lot of strategy in this game. <laughs> that? That's why I stuck with Lamar Miller. This, this is next level. I mean, you can go with Doug um, Martin in the highest uh, total game. Doug Martin. Lindsay, you're definitely going to have a chance. Uh, Lindsay or Edwards or Brita. I don't – the whole Edwards thing's kind of – how does Edwards not catch the ball? Like not, not one ball thrown at him. You can talk, uh, you can take the top guy in the Thanksgiving slate and look at How about Breda? Yeah, I might take Aaron Jones a dollar for dollar. You're that's not bad. I think that's, that feels pretty safe. I'm I'm trying to play the game here. I, I love McCaffrey. Uh, it's not that much more. Like Hunt as well, but I very well could see see this. Yeah, do please take McCaffrey, please. We'll see how it goes, point per dollar. You know what? Okay, since you asked for it, I'll take McCaffrey. Yeah, that's bold. That's so bold, Dean. What do we do for? It's point per dollar, man. I know. I'm kidding. (laughs) So basically, uh, Yeldon. But I'll take I'll take McCaffrey. Sure. So basically, if Hyde scores a touchdown, (laughs) Dean. We have to just come up with a tweeter consequence for team. Well, not necessarily. No, no, it, it depends. But I, I could be in trouble for sure. You're right. You've got to get 45 for you. 40. Okay. 40. I mean, we've seen that in the last seven days, last two days. <laughs> for the first time of the year. So uh, that's – uh, we got our uh, our wager set up for next week as far as – I like it. Uh, Grant, I'll, I'll feed you a, a, a tweet that you'll knock out tomorrow at some point Tuesday afternoon. Uh, what was the question of the week last week? I wasn't here. Tell me what it was, Grant. It was best Thanksgiving food, and the uh, we can we can vote on this. But I had my vote, obviously. Pumpkin pie and Cool Whip. Um, cool whip. 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 Cool whip. whip. Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, pecan pie. Um, Con. And alcohol. I'm going alcohol. <laughs> it makes 
the holidays tolerable. And I know that this guy is playing right to me, but. Well, the answer is just alcohol? Oh, I, I see. Mean, the answer actually. is actually just straight up gravy. That no, no Thanksgiving dinner is good without gravy. It's a trick question because it's like there's, there's really no great Thanksgiving food, but. Uh, that's your so mouth wrong. There's dip. too many great ones. I literally can't stop eating stuffing. <laughs> no, stop it. See, amazing. you don't like yellow cheese. Your, your opinion on food is invalid. <laughs> you don't use sauce. You don't like yellow cheese. Your opinion is invalid. Boy, uh, just get yourself a honey baked ham. You'll be much happier than, than a turkey. Ham is good. I, I, you can go with both. What about a turducken? I never, that's fun to say, but is it fun to eat? I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes, it is. I can't, I've never had a turducken or a part I have my lineup saved from our show today, which is pretty crazy because I'm going to start doing this because it's, it's been pretty good to me. You made a lineup? Give us like three players, not lineup. Is one Carlos Hyde? Uh, Curtis Samuel, but that's dependent on Funches's health. Yeah, it's understandable. Then Driscoll and Uzoma. Got it. Josh Gordon. I'll give you, I'm going to give you four. Saquon Barkley and Cam Newton. All right. And Yeah, okay, you got the uh, Cam with the Samuel stack. Understandable. Um, all right. Oh, and the question this week coming up. The question again. Oh, yeah, A Bright 8. I've given you the win on alcohol. A Bright 8, go ahead and send Dean a DM, and he will get you a – Nice T-shirt. What's the question this week, Dean? He's a Baltimore fan, according to his avatar. Uh, he's representing uh, all the Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'm just staring at it right now, but the, that doesn't matter. If you guys listen to the podcast, you don't really care about the such things. The question of the week, uh, Bobby, it's Cyber Monday. Get excited. Uh, so me and Grant were talking about, like, tell us in the chat the most, most regrettable, most ridiculous purchase you ever made online. Uh, if it's yeah. Amazon, put a link in there. If you have – who has a link to, like, the, the Flowey they bought, like, eight years ago? Nobody has the link to that. I, you do realize you can check every single order you've ever made on Amazon. That's a lot of work, man. Just That's a lot – I mean, the T-shirts are really comfortable, but I don't want to put these – I mean, if you, if you ordered a life-size Val Kilmer or Danny DeVito cutout, all you have to do is go <laughs> to your order history and put in the name Danny DeVito, and it'll show all your Danny DeVito-related orders, which I have three or four of. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope that's true. Please don't. Oh, it is. I, still, I actually have a Danny DeVito cutout. It's it, it's fantastic. I've thrown is it in my like show. Five, is it like, it's like five foot three or five foot four, whatever it it's, is? It's life size, so I think it's four ten. <laughs> that's amazing. I wasn't aware that existed, but now, I didn't know that's something I needed in my life. But a drunk or sober, however, describe a scenario. Uh, tell us, you know, maybe how cheap it was or whatever. Bobby, is there something that comes to mind for you as far as your most regrettable purchase, or you can give the answer next week? Uh, I have to. I guess I have not to think about that one. I don't really know my most regrettable. Have you guys purchase. ever gotten like at one point I was ordering ten Amazon packages a week, and there's been multiple times where they've sent me stuff I never ordered. Oh, yeah, and I checked my orders. I got a I got a panda necklace. Did not order it. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> they just started sending me things like, I think Grant will like this. What did you do with the panda? Like, now that you open it up, what did you do with it? I mean, it had a nice box. I, I put it up on top of, like, it looked nice up on top of my TV. I don't know why I did that. Was it a lady friend or something? Or No, no. I don't know any ladies that like pandas. Okay. Well, somebody ordered it. I don't know. No, I have to go find her. If I, if you are a panda necklace you get, then give me a call. <laughs> Sliding to Grant's DMs. <laughs> that might be part of your tweet. Who knows tomorrow? We'll work pandas in somehow. 
Oh gosh, uh, Greg, can you, can you think of a, 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 any sort of purchase? You're, not the Devito one, of course. That's like your best purchase of all time, I imagine. But uh, oh gosh, got nothing for us now. Yeah, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. We weren't ready for this. I, I don't know if there's a terrible purchase, but there was one point where, like again, I was ordering ten per- packages a week, and I wouldn't know what I ordered, and I'd go out drinking, and occasionally just wake up and two days later there's a box i'm like i haven't ordered anything for two days and then go back yeah. and see oh i i got bought an amazon show that i bought five months ago i still haven't opened it yet i just brought it up to my buddies i'm like here you guys gonna have this Wait, what did you buy an amazon show it's an echo uh an echo show i guess actually it's 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 an amazon echo with a, a alexa with a screen and it's, it's okay cool. Yeah, that's a valuable. Th- I, I have an Alexa, but I don't know if you need anything else. Besides. I mean, the greatest thing is now when I ever go to the, over the house, I just walk in there and I say, "Alexa, play Pornhub.com," and <laughs> they, the company does not like me anymore. Well, there you go. You know, they say to end the the podcast on a high note, and that's it. We can't top that, I suppose. Uh, that's week thirteen, boys. Hope you all enjoyed it. Again, uh, jump in the comment section, answer us the, the question of the week, tell us. Your most regrettable, most absurd, most ridiculous purchase you ever made online. Uh, in homage to uh, Cyber Monday and uh, the favorite, uh, our favorite answer. We'll decide next week. homage. Oh, okay. Cool whip. Uh, with that, we're going to step aside. That's week 13. That's your first look. He's Bobby. I'm Grant. Wait, no. He's Grant. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here, guys. Holler? Uh, holler? I'm Ron Burgundy?